please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You got a minute? Go over there, check it out. So, how you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. Excellent. You can't ask for better than that, right? We have got a good one for you. Last week, if you remember, we spoke about journaling, keeping a journal on your on your life. And now I'm not talking about 12-year-old girl journals or diaries or anything like that. I'm talking about a journal on your life, keeping track of how you feel daily, how you feel when you wake up, how you feel when you go to bed, the medications you're taking, what's the weather like outside, anything special happened to you that day, anything traumatic happened to you that day. All of this plays into your disability. All of this plays into your pain level. And this information is invaluable to your doctors, believe it or not. So we're going to work on how to set up a journal today. Also, also, I got an email from Tacoma, Washington, from a person who told me that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to opioids or addictions, and I'm just a heartless bastard. <laughs> okay, I'm a heartless bastard, whatever, whatever you want to call me. But we're going to get into that also. We got a couple other good things going on today. So sit back, relax, welcome to an apple a day. Journals, what are they? Well, I can tell you. Let's start off with what they're not. Journals are not a diary for a 12-year-old girl. You're not going to be writing who you love and who kissed you and who held your hand and what a magical night you had at the dance. (laughs) Those days are gone. (laughs) No, what a journal is, it's a daily report card for your life. You're probably saying, well, what do I need that for? Well, you know what? We have so much going on in our lives. And now, with a disability thrown on top of it, we have so many things that we have to remember. And sometimes, it just gets to the point where you can't remember everything. And that's where the journal comes in. For instance, today you felt really, really bad when you woke up. All right? A week from now, you got to go to the doctor. And you're going to have to tell them, well, last Wednesday, I felt really, really bad when I woke up. Well, what was the pain level? I don't know. I don't know. It's just bad. Uh, What was the weather like outside? Uh, It could have been cold. It could have been warm. I don't know if it was raining or not. It might have been overcast. Uh, Was there anything on your mind? I can't remember. I can't remember. These are all things that happen. And how many times has it happened to you? How many times did a doctor ask you questions about something that happened a week ago or even a month ago? And you're like racking your brain and you can't remember. It's happened to me a number of times. And I was at a a therapist, actually, and the therapist told me journaling is the way to do it. And I found by starting a journal, and I I started doing this like three years ago, four years ago, by starting a journal, 
It's so much easier when I go to the doctor and I bring the journal with me and I tell them, well, I had chest pains on the second Tuesday of the month. Really, what were the chest pains about? Where did they start? They started in my left arm and they worked their way up to my shoulder. How was the weather? The weather, it was pouring rain that day, Doc, and it was cold. Were you worried about anything? Well, I was thinking about, you know, my mortgage payment is coming due and I have a couple of other bills and... I just, it was all playing on my mind. And how did you feel after you took a nitro? It cleared up after the first one. Well, that gives the doctor all the information he needs to make an educated guess at what's going on. And that's giving him ammunition to work on your problem. And you have to be proactive. What we're going to work at here is how to set up a journal for yourself. And you'll be surprised how much easier things are each month or every three months that you go to the doc. Plus, you can go back and read it. And you can say, oh, yeah, I had the same problem five weeks ago, and it's doing the same thing today. It's pouring rain or freezing out and under the same conditions. And you can write that in the journal. But we'll get into that. But that's what, that's what this is all about. We're not writing about, oh, I really loved so-and-so. And if you want to keep a diary, keep a diary. But this is a journal. This is a life journal. A journal doesn't have to be anything fancy. I suggest that you don't keep it on your computer. Don't keep it on your computer. Just because you want to be able to bring the journal with you when you go to the doctor's office. You don't want to have to go through all of this printing out pages. And then if you forget or if you're running late for the doctor, it's much simpler just to keep it in a notebook. Now, that notebook, me personally, I prefer a marble notebook, a, a, a notebook that you can't rip the pages out of. Or you can, but it's harder. Spiral notebooks, you can rip the pages out, and you end up using it for leaving a note here and there. Your journal should be your journal, nothing else. Even the therapist, the therapist recommended that you use a, a, a notebook that you can't rip the pages out of. It doesn't have to be a fancy. You see these journal books in the office stores and stuff like that. doesn't have to be that. But just a simple marble notebook. Now, another thing is always make your entries in pen, okay? Make your entries in pen. If you make a mistake, put a line through it. But you don't want erasing and all this other nonsense. You want it to be a permanent record. So make your entries in pen. Now, how to set it up. The first thing you have to do is take your first page. Make a list of all the surgeries that you've had so far, okay? The, anything, anything you've had related to your disability or anything else for that matter. Any surgeries you've had, list them all out with the days and the, uh, with the dates. You're not going to have to remember the days exactly, but, but with the dates and who the doctor was and what hospital the, the surgery was performed in. Now, skip a couple of pages, and now you make your medication list. Make your current medication list for this month. List out all your medications. List out whether you take them in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or at nighttime. List out this, the amount of the medication you take. List out the strength of the medication. List out who the prescribing doctor is and when you started. And a good thing to do is keep a note on how many refills you have on each medication. 
Now, you're going to skip a couple of pages again. Those pages that you're leaving blank, those are to fill in anything that happens after that point. Now, when you go to the doctor, if you're like me, I go to the doctor, a lot of times the doctor will change medications, they'll drop medications off, they'll add medications. You just got to keep a complete list. So this way, when you go to the doctor and the nurse comes in when they're doing the preliminary the setup on your appointment and they say well has anything changed or do you have your medication list with you there it is right in front of you every time you go or when you go to a new doctor they want to know the list of surgeries that you've had there it is right there in the front of the book you have it with you every time you go next you're going to start the days always on the top of the page name the day and the date just say for argument's sake it's monday uh, october 1st now when you make your entry Put in the time that you're making your entry. So it's Monday, October 1st on top, and you're going to make your first entry that morning. So you're going to do it at just say 7.30 a.m. And you're going to list. Woke up with a headache this morning. I had a nosebleed during the night. Uh, I'm feeling kind of sore. My, my arms are sore. My neck is sore. And just make note of everything. You can leave it like that. You can. Then the next thing you write in is outside it's raining and it's cold out you don't have to be storm field and know the exact temperature but if you do that's helpful you know it's cold out or it's 49 degrees whatever just give an idea of what the weather is like and how you're feeling now you're done you're done for the morning you can put in later on uh, for breakfast i ate oh who knows a bowl of oatmeal a banana and three cups of coffee if you're taking if you're a diabetic Mark down your sugars, write in your journal. You know, you, you did your, you took your sugar level at 745 and it was 104. This way you have it. It's right there. You can always turn back to that date and you'll see it. And as the day progresses, if something happens, you go out to lunch and you have a crazy lunch. You, you ate, instead of sticking to a bland diet, you went out and had tacos. <laughs> so you just mark that down that day. Yeah, you know, had the tacos for lunch instead of tuna or whatever and go throughout your day and at the end of the day at the end of the day at night before you go to bed just make a brief statement it's the 12 a.m and going to bed everything's fine my sugar going to bed was uh 135 and there's all your information for that day now on days that you go to the doctor when you go to the doctor you bring your journal with you at the time when you're at the doctor, the doctor's going to ask you, well, what's going on? How do you feel? And you can say, well, on this day, I didn't feel so good. This day, I felt great. And during the day, if you have a question that you want to ask the doctor, you can write that question into your journal, and you have it all there in front of you. Now, the other, the flip side of this is, when you're at the doctor, a lot of times the doctor will give you a lot of information. They'll change your medication. You can write all that down in your journal, so this way when you go home, and look at it, you're not saying, oh, did he say take this three times a day and once in the... You can just look at it. The doctor said take this medication once with breakfast, once with lunch, once with dinner. So this way you know. You know what you what the doctor told you. And if the, if the information on the prescription, when you pick it up, is different, you can tell them this is what the doctor told me at the pharmacy. Or you can call the doctor and tell them, look, you told me to do this, but this is what's written on the prescription bottle. The journal is going to cover you, and it's going to help you remember things that would probably slip your mind otherwise.
I know, like I said, I'm talking from experience because it's happened to me a number of times. Now, at the end of the month, depending on how much you wrote in that journal, you could take that journal, wrap it up with a rubber band, write the month of October on the front of it, and throw it in a box. And save it. Do not throw out your journals. You want to keep them. Now, another positive part about keeping the journal is when you get your your update request from Social Security Disability, they're going to say, have you been to the doctor since 2016? And here it is, 2019, and you're sitting here going, oh my God, I know I've been to the doctor, but how many times? You can't remember. Very simple. Go back to your journals. You have all your doctor's appointments listed in there. Just go back and you can say, yes, I've been to the doctor 70 times in the last three years. It's information that's only going to benefit you. And it takes seconds a day to do. Nothing fancy. And like I said, the reason I say not to keep it on a computer is because you don't always have your computer with you. Like for me, sometimes I go with my wife to the store. She'll go into the store, sit in the car. I like to read through my journal, to be honest with you. I fill in some things while I'm sitting there. It's something to do. I'm not saying be uh, be morbid and just live your life for your disability, no. But it just helps me remember things when I need them. And it'll work for you as well. Very simple. It's just taking notes. It's taking notes on your life and keeping them. I must, in my, in my garage... I probably got six, maybe eight boxes of journals that I've kept because I've kept journals from each time I was in the hospital. Things that the doctors told me in the hospital, the nurses told me in the hospital, uh, medications that I took while I was in the hospital, medications that they stopped on me while I was in the hospital. All of these things. And think about it. When you're in the hospital, so many things are happening to you. It's hard to remember it all. And I used to say, well, I'll just get my records at the end of it. And I'll get my records at the end of it. Now, forget where I put them. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. So having the journal has helped me a lot. And I'm sure it can help you a lot as well. So it's just a suggestion. It works for me. It works for a lot of other people. And I will guarantee you that keeping a journal on your disability will work for you as well. I can guarantee it, but that's up to you. It's a it's an easy thing to do. It's not time consuming. It's not homework. It's not something that you have to dedicate hours to. It's minutes. Minutes during the day when you're sitting watching TV, uh, there's a commercial on. You can jot down what you have to jot down. So it's as difficult as you make it, okay? So a week ago, the administrators of Famous Apple received an email from Marshall from Tacoma. And it seems that Marshall from Tacoma is not that happy with me. The the opening line of his email to the administrators said, Jimmy Apple is a heartless bastard and should be removed as host of an apple a day. Well, (laughs) what what do you think you're the first? He wants, he wants them to know that addiction is a disease and his sister is in the hospital from an overdose of opioids, get this, opioids and alcohol. He feels it's big pharma's fault that she overdosed on opioids because they make opioids. If they didn't make them, his sister Joan would not be in the hospital. I'm sure she would. <laughs> The government, what does it say here? Uh, the government 
should pay for his sister's hospitalization and he has the right to sue the drug manufacturer. This guy's a nut. He's a freaking nut. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that just off the cuff because they handed this to me, or they, I shouldn't say it, they, they emailed it to me and said, you know, what do you think of this and what do you want to do about it? So I took, I took his email and I emailed Marshall and I waited he didn't answer me for about four days. And then I get a one word, uh, well, a two word answer that tells me, and I'm just going to give you the initials, F-U. He doesn't want to talk to me. He has nothing to say to me. I'm a, I'm a heartless SOB. And I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to opioids. And I don't know what, it, what it, I'm talking about when it comes to addiction. And I don't know... I don't know anything, according to Marshall. Let me tell you this, Marshall. Now, I've tried to reach out to you four or five times over the last week, and all I get back from you is profanity-laced emails. I'm not going to try again, so I'm going to answer you right here. First of all, nobody took opioids, handed them to your sister, and said, take these. Nowhere on a bottle of, of pills, whether they be Oxycontin or whatever, does it say, take these with alcohol. Your sister's got a problem. Yes, she does have a problem. But it's not the country's problem. It's not the government's problem. It's not big farmer's problem. This is your problem. This is your sister's problem. Your sister's a junkie, a junkie and a drunk, as far as I'm concerned. That has nothing to do with the rest of us. Nobody forced the pills down her throat. Maybe she got a prescription for them. You, know, you didn't go into that. Maybe she did get a prescription for them. And maybe the prescription ran out. And what did she do then? Go out and score more? You know, everyone's so quick to blame everybody else for their problems. And it's sickening. It's it's sickening. How is it anybody else's fault that your sister has a pill problem? Big Pharma didn't manu manufacture these pills and say, well, this is going to be good because we can get a bunch of people addicted to this and we can make more money. No. What they manufactured is a pain medication, a pain medication that most people are grateful for when they go through these operations. I know I was. I was I was damn grateful that there was Oxycontin and Vicodin, for that matter, when I had my leg amputated. Why should... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't continue taking drugs after that. As the pain went away, they weaned me off the medication, and that was that. Your sister just decided she liked feeling like a zombie. And then let's just enhance that feeling by washing it down with a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. What are you going to do? You're going to sue the, the alcohol manufacturer too? You're going to sue the breweries that, that made the alcohol and your sister drank? No, it's right now it's a hot button topic. Let's sue Big Pharma. Just like all the idiots out there that smoke knew that they were, knew that there was a problem with smoking. And then they got lung cancer. And then all of a sudden it was everybody else's fault except for theirs. Nobody put a cigarette in their mouth. Nobody lit the cigarette and said, here, inhale this. They did it themselves. I was one of the idiots that I smoked. I smoked for 35 years. I smoked more than a pack of cigarettes a day for over 35 years. I'm not looking to sue Philip Morris. It's nobody's fault but mine that I smoked. I went out. I paid the money for the cigarettes. I took them. I opened the package. I took a cigarette out, stuck it in my mouth, lit a match, and lit the cigarette. 
and smoked it and enjoyed every second of it while I was smoking it. I'm not enjoying it now because, yes, I have COPD. I have, heart, I have a heart condition, but it's my fault. You're making it seem like your sister's blameless in this. Your sister went out. She scored pills. Does she know who she got the pills from? Or did she get it from the pharmacist that hangs out on the corner? Come on. Be real. You're going you're gonna to sue all these people? You think the government's responsible? Your sister's responsible. You're responsible because it's your sister. Your family's responsible because it's their sister, their daughter. Why should everyone else pay because your sister couldn't control herself? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's the same thing with people with these guns. They want to sue gun manufacturers because morons, maniacs that go out there and kill somebody. Do you want to go out and sue car manufacturers when some idiot runs into a crowd of people with a car? What's the difference? How about these stabbings that are going on overseas? They, you got them going in and they're stabbing multiple people. So what are we going to do now? Are we going to sue the manufacturers of knives and forks? Are we just going to live the rest of our lives with sporks? Come on. Just, I mean, it's a, these people think it's a payday. They think it's a lottery winning. Oh, my, my, I, I'm addicted to pain pills, so I'm going to sue big pharmacy. I'm addicted to alcohol. I'm going to sue out the manufacturer of alcohol. Cigarettes? Oh, I didn't know they were dangerous. I guess all those warnings on the packs meant nothing to you. Guns, guns. We have to get rid of guns because guns kill people. Let me tell you something. I've got five guns. Not one of my guns have ever killed the person. Explain that. Maybe it's because I'm not a maniac. I'm not a mental case. Should they have background checks? Sure they should. Should they have background checks on people who buy cars? Yes, they should. Should they have background checks on people that are getting painkillers. Why not? Let's do that. You know, you're so quick to want to sue the, the pain, the people who manufacture painkillers. Think of it like this. If they knew how to dull the pain for people and they didn't manufacture it because they don't want to get sued by clowns like you or your sister, so they don't manufacture it. Now you're going to sue them because they knew a way to dull the pain, but they didn't produce it. They withheld it from the from the public. You can't win with people like you, Marshall. You can't win with people like you because you want to you want to blame everybody else for your problems. You're the perpetual victim. So, Marshall, do me a favor. Keep on listening. Don't write anymore though, because I don't want to hear from you. I offered to I offered to talk to you. I offered to talk to you straight up. I offered to interview you on this podcast, and you told me f you. It shows where your mind's at, you moron. Before we move on here, though, I do want to wish Joan a speedy recovery. And I hope that your family has the funds to get you into some kind of program. And Marshall, maybe they can get you into some kind of program, too. Well, that's it for today. I do appreciate you stopping by. And I'm going to ask you, if you agree with me or disagree with me on this past on this last segment here, do me a favor, send an email to admin at famousapple.com. That's admin at famousapple.com. And let them know what you think. Do you agree with Jimmy Apple as far as his opinion goes? Or do you disagree and agree with Marshall and think Jimmy Apple is a heartless bastard? We'd like to know. Anyhow... Before you go, I want to remind you, things can always be worse. No matter what, somewhere right now there's someone wishing they were in your position. So things can always be worse, my friends. I also want to remind you about the 1500-word essay on horror stories. 
you have a horror story to tell, send them in to admin at famousapple.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at famousapple.com. Horror stories. They can be true. They can be fictional. Just keep them under 1,500 words, please. And put them in the body of an email. Don't send attachments. All right. Again, thank you for stopping by. And I want to let you know this. This is the last podcast coming out of this studio right here. We're moving into our new studio over the weekend. That's why this podcast is coming out early this week. We're moving into our new studio and very excited for next week's podcast. So I hope to see you next week. I hope you join us next week. Have a great, great weekend. And I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to An Apple A Day, and my name is Jimmy Apple. Take care, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.